Hello, dear listeners. It is I, DJ Starsage, coming to you from my office in the corner of Chateau Starsage. Haven't picked out a new name, and well, I've been at my new job almost a year, so. <laughs> Uh, you know, talk about uh, waiting for the ink to dry, I guess. You know, it, uh, it's going to be a difficult episode for me. Relax, I'm not going away. But, uh, you know, the usual. Sit back and, uh, limit your distractions if you want. Got a band-aid to rip off. You're in store for the latest edition of Surely You Jest, the day-to-day life of a modern-day jester. Since last I spoke with you, the Star Sage household has gone from one anticipated tragedy to the next. You know how they say that uh, older people, couples in their twilight, they tend to die of a broken heart. You know, one's not much good without the other. Well, little did I know how emotionally bonded our two girls were. In my last episode in July, I delivered the sad news that we had to say goodbye to our warrior princess, the calico known as Princess Nala. She lived to 19, I think. And, you know, she defeated the odds. She, uh, you know, excelled beyond all expectations. And we just kept going for uh, another trip to that well. I remember, you know, uh, year after year just asking for, let me have one more Christmas with her. And, uh. As irony would have it, this past year was that last Christmas. I was just today going through some photos as my dear sweet mother-in-law, Mama Billy, asked for a a photo to remember, uh, in this case, Goldie by. But I decided that uh, I wanted to share a picture that I had found of our two girls together. And it was from a couple of years ago when they were both in better health, and they were both laying on the couch together, sharing blankets. And I felt that that was the best photo to share with her. So that's what I sent. But I, I also discovered... Or rather, it resurfaced a video that I had taken at Christmas time. 
And uh, I had decided that too many years had gone by that we hadn't made an effort to gift to our our babies, our fur children, our, our kids. And despite the fact that we won't ever have human children, I felt it was time to remedy that situation. There's no reason that I shouldn't be treating my animals as another person would their human children. So, uh, after having had uh, our, our young squire, Benny, my happy thought of the longest time now, because he's young and he's healthy and reminds me of our lost boy, uh, I decided... This was his first Christmas, and I wanted to make it memorable, so I bought the cutest little comfy pillows. They they kind of look like the shape of a, a cheese doodle, but uh, really they're they're meant to mimic the uh, pillows you use when traveling, like a neck pillow. And uh, these were meant to let them have something to put their little heads on when they would lay down to take a nap, as kitty cats are one to do. <laughs> They've got to recharge the cute. <sighs> so I purchased one for each of our babies, and, um, well, that wasn't enough. I, I had to capture the moment. I I recorded Christmas now we, Hubby and I, are one to take many pictures of each other, opening our gifts, and you know it comes in handy because later on you could look back and say, "Oh yeah, that's what I bought you last year." <laughs> Regardless of whether or not it's something the other person found useful, or maybe even you know took out of the dresser drawer, this is uh, an inventory. Well. Because uh, I also take a picture of before I wrap things. Um, you know, that picture doesn't surface <laughs> until after the gifting. But anyways, I um, decided to record that occasion of when we presented the kids with their little pillows. And they were very cute, each of the pillows had an embroidered kitty face on one side. Just a simple set of eyes and a nose and a mouth. And they, each of the pillows were a different color. Had a yellow one for our creamsicle boy. A white one for the calico. And there was a blue one. Um, actually, I don't recall how I decided who had which. And you know, that doesn't even matter, really, because uh, as uh, most <laughs> things that you gift to your kitty cats, um, well, they decide something else is, uh, you know, more interesting, like, oh, the plastic cap to a jug of milk, for example. So that, of course, is not the point. But while going through these memories to look for a photo for Mama Billy. 
I came across the video that I had filmed of the kids on Christmas. Of course, we had to, to help them unwrap their gifts. But uh, it was quite the sight because, uh, well, we still had all three of them. And it's, it's quite one thing to see an old photo of a, of a family member and to, you know, remember, oh, that's, you know, what mom looked like when she turned 50 or, you know, when mom and dad had their wedding anniversary, that's what they looked like, especially long after they're gone. But to have a video, it's, it's a moment in time that's like one of those magical little snow globes that you could just sort of shake it or or bring it back to existence and for that instant they're still with you and uh, that in part is uh, why I have such an affinity for <laughs> films and television because uh, you know they are there are moments in time that have been frozen and, uh, you know, you can also tell a story from a perspective. So, it was a little more than a month after we lost our warrior princess, that our dear sweet teddy bear kitty our tortoise shell, Goldie, so named because she was both sweet and nuts. Goldie started showing signs that her health was not good. For reasons unbeknown to me, or perhaps just simply justified by hubby, Goldie was never one to skillfully use the litter box. I used to joke that, uh, you know, she was a master at thinking outside the box. Because that's where she liked to do her business. And, well, you know, nothing too graphic, but there are certain things that can be revealed in the health of our animals. And, uh, well... Let's just say that after the weeks had gone by since losing her sister, they, they were not actually litter mates. And I, I hate that term. Litter implies that the animals are trash and not wanted and there needs to be another name. Uh, I want to call it a batch because our, aren't cookies wonderful and they're so much more of an endearing name than a litter. Uh, so Goldie was feeling the stress of the loss of her sister, who she'd known most of her life. And uh, Goldie was about 17 at least. And we had known for at least a couple to maybe more years that um, unlike Nala, while Goldie did have two kidneys, um, she was 
not at the peak of health with them. And <clears throat> her behavior, her habits started to change the closer we got to a month after Nella's passing. She wouldn't eat as heartily. She would mope. And it came a point where we had to say goodbye. We're fortunate in that Hubby was able to take some time off from work and He's actually at a new job. I'll talk a little about that if I can. But uh, he spent the last two days of our little girl's life barricaded in our kitchen. He didn't want her to wander and make messes and hurt herself. So he put he closed the only door into the kitchen and put up a barrier in the hall and he made a bed in there with her he laid with her for those last two days that she was with us it was so hard to see her She struggled to get out of bed. She would very proudly try to move herself around the room. But her limbs were too weak. And when it came time for us to take her to the vet, now, I, I will clarify, before we had to say goodbye, our sweet little girl was taken to the vet, and they gave us some medication, thinking that if there's a chance that she could overcome this, if there's a chance she could survive this, this would be as close to a silver bullet as we could get. They gave her antibiotics that we were to give her, I think, twice daily. This is a, a common remedy for older cats. I'm, I'm not even sure I know the name of it right now. That's the, the furthest thing from my memory at this moment. But we were to take her back after... Three days, because she had gotten sick middle of the week. And we were to take her back in three days, because that's what the, the treatment period was. That strong antibiotic was supposed to give her a fighting chance. We brought her in for fluids, because she wasn't able to eat. Or at least at that point, her eating was limited. And the fluids were to help her get along. And, well, we were lucky that we were able to get her in on Saturday. Because they're closed, as a lot of places are these days, on Sunday. But when we brought her back on Monday, she was supposed to be held for three 
days for observation. They were going to connect an IV to her. They were going to monitor her. And I, I'm assuming give her further medications. And that was my hope. Was that we had gotten her through the weekend. And she stood a fighting chance if we got her to the vet. But after we dropped her off at the vet, and I had the false hope, because they asked for us to go home and pick up her medicine, they let us have the day. They waited until it was 2, 3 o'clock that afternoon on a Monday. Mind you, this was also supposed to be our 12th anniversary of being married. And we did our best to distract ourselves, but we actually opted to celebrate a week later as much as we could. But after an afternoon out, we talked to the vet. And little Goldie had too much fluid in her lungs from the days of fighting her sickness for them to consider her having any chance of defeating this. If she'd been beaten, her body was betraying her. And after what I went through with saying goodbye to our first creamsicle boy three years ago now, I couldn't do it. I'm not a very strong person when it comes to going to cemeteries, going to funerals. The first experience I had with a funeral, I did not go into the ceremony, ceremony, the service. But because I'm the youngest of four, and uh, my father was at least the middle child, uh, I had to say goodbye to my grandfather at the age of five. Now, mind you, I did not see him when he passed. But I have all those early memories of this man who was responsible for my father's existence. This man who had all the answers to the stories about where our family came from. Those stories that I would only find out for myself when I would do the research after my own father had passed away. This man who might have been a legend in his time only by virtue <sighs> left this earth when I was five. So, I am not very good with those things. And it tore me apart when I had to go in three years ago 
to say goodbye to our creamsicle boy. I won't get into it, but it was a similar situation to Goldie. We had to say goodbye, and uh, if there is a higher power, it has a cruel sense of humor, because uh, anyone who has to choose to take a life does not do very well with their own in the shadows. I would barely call it surviving when you have to learn to get along without someone, especially when you have had a hand in their departure. And that's all I'm going to say about that. My husband was kind enough to spare me from having to be there because for the last two days we had her at a home I felt that I had already said my goodbyes and you know uh, just to, to do some quick math for you if you're not paying attention that means that we lost not one but two of our kids within just a month of each other. Now there's a sweet little orange and white boy who doesn't understand why his two friends that we brought him up to disappeared within a year of him knowing them. For that reason alone, Hubby and I have decided that regardless of our emotional state, regardless of whether or not we feel ready, this little boy who's been through a lot before he came to be with us deserves happiness. And so, we are on a search to find him the bestest of best friends. We're going to get him a girl because he needs someone who's loving and affectionate. Not that men can't be, but in the animal world, it tends to be less of a commonality. And uh, someone who's at least close to his age, if not younger. We have our eye on a sweet young girl who come who has <laughs> come to humans through uh, the same shelter that we found young Benny out here in the, the rural western New York. There seems to be, sadly, no shortage of displaced animals, possibly by cruel human beings who don't feel the need to find their animals a home when they move. But also there's those who believe that it's okay for an animal to be outside 
That's where they belong. Well, <laughs> some could argue that there are people in this world. Um, well, <laughs> let's just say there are people in this world who could learn a thing or two about it. Uh, life from animals if they bothered to pay attention so uh, we'll be um, trying to get little Benny caught up on his shots so that we can track down this little girl who has put a little bit of, of light in our lives just by having spotted her. And, uh, poor girl, she may have had a couple of batches of babies in the wild, and people are treating her so much as the famed Virgin Mary. You know, she, uh, she's got a reputation, and people think that she doesn't deserve a chance because, uh, you know, she's seen some things. <laughs> well, in our book, that makes her a perfect candidate for our home. So, apologies for the emotional trauma. This is, this is the, the life I lead. But, uh, you know, there, there are some happy thoughts coming along. Not only are we going to be uh, rebuilding our family, but uh, just this next week, we are resuming that uh, show about film and television trivia that I do with my nerd brother, my co-host, my partner in crime. Mr. Toppy Smelly, and uh, we are going to be discussing a mid to late 80s comedy musical starring uh, some of the legends of the 50s and 60s, perhaps just the 60s, but very uh, renowned grown-up mouseketeer and a spokesperson for a brand of peanut butter. <laughs> What's more wholesome than that? Annette Funicello and uh, Frankie Avalon. And this is a film that uh, features their return to the setting of many of their films of their youth to the beach. And it has an appearance by the the recently departed, before his time, Mr. Paul Rubens, as his iconic character, Pee Wee Herman. We're going to be talking about 1987's Back to the Beach. And there are all sorts of cameos from... Folks of the golden age of television in this film. So why don't you drop by over there at matineeminutia.com. You can enter our chat room by clicking on Discord. That's that uh, logo that looks like a, a blue mask 
or a game controller. And uh, you can click on YouTube to see or hear our adventure. Of course, if you go to YouTube, you can actually see us in our glory. Sometimes we dress up and have uh, fun outfits and uh, set ourselves in locations. Not unlike the the phone booth that Pee Wee Herman had on his playhouse there. He used to... I think that might have been one of the earliest examples of a green screen. (laughs) That in MTV's Just Say Julie show. So, Matinee Minutia's Season 6 premiere, Friday, September 15th at 9pm Eastern. Be there or be square, as Frankie and Annette might have once said. Alright folks, you can tweet me on Twitter, at DJStarSage. And email me, djstarsage at gmail.com. That's all for now. Kiss your kitties. Bye-bye.